Hey, Mark. Yes, Dennis. Would you get medical advice by watching one of those god-awful doctor TV shows? You mean I shouldn't be? No, you probably shouldn't. Then no? No. And you probably shouldn't get your legal advice from a podcast either. Never. Never. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, an appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. Shut up. I'm the human resources director. Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Hello and welcome to the Hostile Work Environment. Hey, Mark. Hey, Dennis. How are you? I'm doing well. How, How are you? I'm doing great. How was your Memorial Day? Um, I don't know. Well, come on. You weren't that drunk. I, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we don't pretend that we are actually releasing these on the day we record them because that annoys me when other podcasts oh, do it. come on, man. It would have been fun. We could... Talk about how we went to the cemetery and put flowers on veterans' graves. You do that, right? Every year. If, of course. I do, too. Every year. Because we're... It's not about the day off of work. No. No. It is about those who kept America free. Is that what... Yeah. Yeah. Memorial Day, dead people. Veterans' Day, living veterans. A veteran friend of mine... Reminded you of that once. Because yeah. he gets really upset. He, he's a very proud Navy veteran. And he gets very upset whenever it's Memorial Day and people wish him happy, happy Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Yeah, no, it's in the name. Yeah. In memoriam. It's kind of about the dead. Yeah. So, and, and as we record this, I actually have no idea what my Memorial Day plans are. So, I don't know. We could just be hanging out. I'm pretty sure that my daughter is having a sleepover birthday party that weekend. So we're going to go on a hike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking camping trip. Um, maybe maybe that yeah. sounds good. I don't it's know. It's sounding better and better. Well, we will report back the week after Memorial Day <laughs> <laughs> about how that went. Uh, so, yeah. So, so we're going to do a, a bit of a truncated episode might here. might not be the longest episode. Yeah, just because... It's yeah, been a long day. It's, well, it's been a long day and a long week. And also we find that our... We don't get very many listeners yeah, on holiday weeks. Holiday. So, you know, and this will be our first summer of doing this. So we don't know, like, yeah, will, all, know. will all y'all leave us for the summer? We don't know. Um, but in any event, um, we are uh, going to just do a bit of a light episode today relative to others, which have been which, starting to get which, very They're long. all over an hour. So that yeah, means lately, like, what, 50 minutes? We'll, yeah. We'll see. Um, we, can, we can apparently stretch anything to speak about it for an hour, <laughs> even if it's total BS. Which is Welcome every to the, episode. Right, which makes it a hostile environment for Welcome all of you. to the hostile work environment yeah. with Mark and Dennis. I have what I found to be a really interesting story. Okay. It comes with a disclaimer. There will be a fart joke and an F-bomb. Okay. But, so no, if, but no fluids. Not that kind of F-bomb. No fluids. Only smells. If fart jokes or F-bombs offend you, you've been duly warned. Okay? I should, I should leave. Yeah, I'll just do this. <laughs> you just so do this by yourself. A um, couple episodes ago, you gave us a segment that was... 
brilliant where you piece together like two competing Reddit threads. Yeah, that's one of my favorite segments ever. Yeah, mine too. This is nowhere near as involved. Okay. But it made me think of that because this too comes from Reddit. Okay. And who knew Reddit would be a source of who, stuff who for us? No. Yeah. I should but hang out there more. Maybe. Here's what the subject matter is. We talk about, you know, hostile work environments, the name of our podcast. And that really comes from all of the legal jurisprudence around harassment, oftentimes sexual harassment. And I know both of us have been involved with doing harassment policies and harassment training all the time and not part of that is telling people who might be dumb enough to engage in harassment not to harass but the other part of that is to tell people who might be the subjects or the victims of harassment how to handle it yeah so mark i know you do this a lot what type of advice do you typically give somebody who is the victim or target of harassment on dealing with that so I'm not doing a lot of direct counseling on that, just to be clear. But I would say, don't a don't suffer in silence, okay. right? And Good make use of whatever um, uh, mechanisms there are at your employer to report it, yeah, and to get it out there, right? And if if your policy says tell a manager, tell your manager, and it is your manager that's doing it, tell some other manager. Sure, go around and get it out there in some way so that it isn't. It's just not avoidable in that right. way right so, now and that's all good advice and and a lot of people though are very scared to do that they're afraid of retaliation sure right and so then it's a conversation just around what are you most comfortable doing right and nothing will ever get better unless you say anything but we understand the fear but it's just a job it's not worth it. like at some level right. it's just like it's right. not worth it anyway that's my do you ever advise people to say something or do something to the harasser directly um it depends on the circumstance i mean i mean it it depends on the severity it depends right like it's right like if especially if it's leading up to something that's maybe not the level of harassment to begin with and then it but it's heading in that direction you should absolutely say stop doing that well reddit user thank cod all one word, posted a rather unique way to address sex harassment on Reddit. And I want to share it with everybody. A a little different from mine. It's a little different, but it's in the same vein. The title of their original post is, I got my sexual aggressor fired from work today. I'm quite satisfied. (laughs) And I'm just going to read it verbatim. Yeah, please. Guy at work kept, quote, bumping into me. A brush on the butt, on the side of my breasts. It kept happening, and he played innocent, always passing by with no eye contact. Today he one-upped himself and actually goosed my butt, full-on pinch. Feeling defeated like no one would believe me. Then something came over me. I walked by him and turned my butt right next to his hand and just full-on farted, loud and angry. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's gross, I know. But if he's going to make me feel gross and claim my ass, I'm going to make him feel gross and claim his hand. He proceeded to freak out, and then I freaked out. No more will he look at my ass as sexual. 
but a fart box that has forever claimed his tiny hand. Oh, my gosh. Boss overheard after other people kept talking about it, brought us both in, found out I was one of five he's done this to. He said, he said, I intentionally farted on him. I said it was an accident, (laughs) which I knew would freak him out. He said that when he pinched me, it was, quote, a joke, unquote. Now there's a new mission there, too. Yeah. As soon as he said that, I was told to excuse myself. And he's currently cleaning out his desk. Fuck you, Ted. Sign, thank God. That's an... (laughs) That's one way to handle it. That is one way to handle it. I thought that was really inventive. This blew up on Reddit. Oh, really? Yeah. That generated, one th- as of today, mm-hmm. 1,064 comments. That's a, that's a lot. That's quite a bit. And so what's the general tenor of the comments? Most of the comments are along the lines of, you go. Yeah. Like, like you, you are awesome. You're genius. This is brilliant. Somebody sketched in or sketched in their, 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 their Reddit handle is sketch doodler. Hence my sketched in. Yeah. Somebody chimed in sketch doodler to tell another story. And this comes, they said it was from a book called drawing the line the untold story of the animation unions from Bosco to Bart Simpson by Tom Seto. And apparently Tom tells the story of something that happened at Disney studios in the ink and paint department. He writes, Martha Siegel tells a story of a big breasted painter who had to endure a certain male animator who liked to reach around from behind and squeeze her breasts while she was trying to paint. When she complained, she was just laughed at and called a spoil sport. 40s or 50s, remember. Finally, she came up with a solution. She lined a padded bra with sharp steel pushpins, points out, and covered it with a loosely fitted silk shirt. When the animator in question grabbed the booby traps, he let out a howl. He was cured of such behavior. That then spawned a whole bunch more Reddit fever, most about the term, quote, booby traps, unquote. <sighs> and on and on it goes. But I, I was really, I was thrilled with both of these. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the inventiveness of both approaches. Yes. I like that it points out that you don't, always have to go to HR and make a big deal out of it. There might be other ways that you can address the harasser directly to let them know that their behavior is not appreciated. Now, I'm not saying that you don't necessarily have an obligation to go to HR if it's bad enough. You know, certainly in the Disney case, that person was getting nowhere. There was probably no HR back right. then. It was probably just it, it was a great way to stop the conduct from happening. Totally. Right. In the fart case, in the fart situation, I mean, if she had gone, she didn't know this at the time, if she had not chosen to fart and gone and complained, it sounds like it probably would have ended with the same result, given that there had been five prior complaints. 
right. about this individual. And, and I'm not sure that the farting helped her really with that. Other than that, it, it got it um, visible enough in the workplace uh, that it caught the attention of management. But she could have done that on her own. Well, funny you should mention that because somebody on Reddit asked, thank God, what would have happened if you had told your boss what was going on? Thank God had some thoughts about it. Interesting. Okay. Thank God said, I'm not sure, since no one ever said anything negative about him at that point, and it was always a quick drive-by. Every time I faced him, he'd be speed-walking ten feet by then. If I was to yell, it would look like I was yelling at myself. He never said a word or looked at me. I already felt ashamed in a sense I was being targeted. The fear of my boss not taking me seriously would have just made me feel smaller. I never felt I had proof. And then Ted smelt my passive fart. And I will be happy going into work on Monday. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. So here's what I'd like to say to our listeners. If you or someone you know has had an inventive approach to stopping harassment or discrimination or any sort of work nonsense or shenanigan, please let us know. Stories at HWE Podcast. Absolutely great idea. Please let us know. That would be worthy of an entire segment uh, once we get a collection of these in. So um, if you know of any, stories at HWE Podcast. And one last note. And then we'll move off of this story. It generated a hashtag on Reddit called Pink Eye That Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you've watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, you'll get the reference. Okay. Because I didn't. (laughs) I just laughed because I was supposed to laugh. It's a fart scene. Got it. Okay. Well, on that note, shall we take a quick break? We'll take a quick break. All right. Stay around. More fun to come. Fart free. Maybe. Yeah, no guarantees. <laughs> okay, Mark. What area of the law do you think is my favorite? Oh, I don't know. Labor? Labor. Traditional union management fighting labor law, right? Awesome. Yeah. And one of the things that's great about labor law is that people really get into it. I mean, this is like a no holds barred kind of situation, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's legit. Yeah. Which is why I think this case is really awesome. Apparently mixed martial arts fighters in the UFC ultimate fighting championship are trying to unionize. No way. And one of them, Leslie, the peacemaker Smith, has filed a complaint with the National Labor, Re- National Labor Relations Board, or NLRB, alleging that the Ultimate Fighting Championship's parent company cut her out of future fights in retaliation for her unionization drive. That's awesome. She. I'm not sure that's a fight I'd pick. I'm not so sure. 
She says she was terminated because she is the president of Project Spearhead, an organizing that she founded aiming at unionizing UFC fighters. She was ranked ninth in the world in the bantamweight division at the time and had been in the midst of gathering authorization cards to submit to the NLRB, which is the first step in forming a union. She claims in her complaint, The UFC was desperate to rid itself of one of the only fighters on its roster willing to speak loudly about the benefits of unionizing while actively organizing her colleagues. The UFC, blinded by its sheer arrogance and utter disregard for fighters' rights, terminated Smith based on the animus it held towards her engagement in protected activity. And what did they say that the reason was? They have not answered yet, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this isn't her first time trying to unionize UFC fighters. She's been involved in a whole bunch of various different campaigns to try and do that, and they have all fizzled out. Um, so there's a threshold issue here that I found very interesting. UFC says that its fighters are not employees and therefore cannot form a union. Interesting. They're calling them contractors. They are, in fact, independent contractors. And independent contractors are generally not allowed to unionize, or at least they do not fall under the purview of the National Labor Relations Act. So this could get interesting because first, there's going to be a fight over whether these fighters are correctly classified as employees or contractors. Right, that's the threshold issue. And then if so, if this does fall under the purview of the act, was there unlawful retaliation against Smith, who was, you know, what what was she, like ninth in the world in the women's bantamweight? I don't know how many people there are in the women's bantamweight. I don't actually that follow be, you. Right. It could be great or it could be terrible. Right. Uh, that, that could, there's only, maybe there's only 10. <laughs> I'm sure she could kick my ass. I, I'm I'm not disputing that. In fact, I bet she could kick 99% of humanity's ass. I just don't know if she's that great I mean, of a UFC fighter. To be I fair, think. probably 99% of humanity could kick your ass. Okay, fair enough. Which means 99.9 could kick mine. Let's just be very clear. But yeah. I'm a lover, not a fighter. That makes two of us. Dennis. So Cool story. Yeah. Uh, we'll follow it. We'll let you know what happens. Yeah, let's keep keep us updated on that. I've got I've got a short one here too. Yeah. Um, so we got this from our friend Dan Grinfis. Oh, Dan, uh, who we've mentioned on the podcast, former coworker of ours. Correct. Who we've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, we had a good talk in our, in our last episode about uh, labor law, right, and about how profanity. Oh yeah, and how far you can go with that. Oh, yeah, we had fun um, on that episode. Maybe two episodes ago now. It was three two episodes, episodes ago. as we record this, maybe. I'm no, not sure. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> um, uh, and it was fun because we got to say the F word a whole lot. That's right. Um, I've got a different word this time Fork? No, no, no. no. Like, it's not a word you know. Oh, oh. Or maybe it is. What are you saying? I have a poor vo. Watchillary? Yeah, that thing? Yeah, probably. Um, so, Dan heard that segment and uh 
sent this email, which is which is very Dan, right? He's like, so he's I've been playing this game on Facebook, he says, called Bitwordy. He's like, basically, it's a live version of Boggle with other players. Now, what's funny is, oh, like, okay. Dan does not know that Dennis and I sit and probably about 10 times a week play uh, Boggle online. Hmm. Um, Boggle with friends. Boggle with friends. Um, or acquaintances. So, but Dan recommends Sometimes that. total strangers. You get, like, the random right, Boggle total, request. Yeah, which is, those are fun. Yeah, um, no problem. But I just, I like beating up on you more. Um, I let you win. Right. Um, he suggests that we, we should try playing this. And I would suggest that maybe Dan starts playing Boggle with friends with us. But um, he says he came across a new word in one of the games that he played recently uh, that somebody else had played. And the word is growl. G-H-E-R-A-O. Are you familiar G-R-E-H- with that? G-H. G-H-E-R-A-O. Growl. Giraffe. The pronunciation guy says it as a hard G, so Giraffe. Giraffe. I've never heard of Giraffe. He said he had to look it up too, and I'm certainly, yeah. I was certainly not familiar. Um, it is, in fact, a labor term. Really? But not from here. Oh. It's a labor term from India. What? And the definition. What crazy dictionary does his boggle game use? I, yeah, I don't know, but, but it, I, it, I, I did a little reading on it, and it was added to, I guess, Oxford English, like in oh, 2005, wow. because it was a very, you know, well-known and popular thing in India. Well, in in India, they do actually speak the Queen's English, unlike us Americans. Yeah. Um, so, growl noun, industrial relations and HR term in India. Okay. A form of industrial action in which workers imprison their employers on the premises. Until their demands are met. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? So my question for you, Mr. Labor Lawyer, is how would that fly given our conversation around profanity and other things um, in terms of how far the conduct, conduct can go before it ceases to be protected? Would that fly here? I could not cite a case for you off the top of my head. No, no. And and we don't ever talk to each other about what we're talking about beforehand. No, it's part of the... This is out of the blue. It's it's sort of the shtick, right? Yeah, see how how badly we can mangle things. This is something that used to be done in the United States. Okay. And when the National Labor Relations Act was put into effect way back in the 30s, that was one of the things that it was intended to, to stop. So I am very, very sure that there are cases out there saying that this is that over the line. loses the protection of the act. But whether not, that's the case in India or it, not, I do not know. It, and it seems not, or at least it happens. Or at they least can it happens it enough or I mean, not. There's but, lots of things that are not cool, but that happen enough that we still have a word for it. That's right. So I thought that was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Dan's always bringing good stuff to us. If we have a minute, can and we actually do, because this is our short episode, can yeah. I throw in a, a quick update? Please. So going way, way back, we had an episode, it was either one or two, called The Mark of the Beast. Remember right. that one? Yes. And it was all about biometric scanners. Yeah. And we had a discussion about biometric scanners used as a time clock um, 
you know, a, basically a way to clock in. Yeah. And it's used to curb time clock abuse. So you can't have your, your co-worker else clock do in it for you. Because you need your fingerprint or your palm print or stuff like that. And it was fun. And we got to talk about Satanism. And that's always, you know, good times, right? One of our favorite subjects here at the hostile work environment. And then I kind of, you know, forgot about it until I ran across this issue that made me realize that biometrics are a much bigger deal than I realized. Oh. So this came across my desk because employees at a Holiday Inn in Chicago, Illinois, are suing their employer saying that their timekeeping system, which uses their fingerprints to track their hours, violates Illinois state law. Oh. So Holiday Inn didn't want people clocking in for their coworkers, so they implemented a, a bio scan system where yeah, you use your fingerprint not, to sign in. Not all that By out the way, of the ordinary. They have at my gym here in yeah. Portland. I use my my fingerprint. But apparently, this, uh, according to the lawsuit, violates an Illinois law called the Biometric Information Privacy Act which details that companies have to get an individual's express written permission before collecting their fingerprint, retina scan, or any other identifying biological trait. Fascinating. I mean, yeah. I wonder if that's true for like high, I mean, and this is a hotel, but like for like, I mean, a bank's got to get that, right? or are there exceptions built into the law? Like that's weird. Well, it's, it says you have to get a written release before you take the biometric information. You have to tell employees in writing how and where the data is being collected or stored. Can you make that a condition of employment? I believe that you can, but you so have to get follow. The that's the yeah. get around. But you have to f- comply with the statute. Yeah. The information has to be given to the individual within three years of the person's last interaction with the company or by the time the data's purpose has been achieved, whichever comes first, according to the statute. And if you screw it up, you can get damages of $5,000 for each willful or reckless violation and $1,000 for each negligent violation. So apparently news to me there have been a whole bunch of class action lawsuits in illinois because employers are collecting biometric information without stringently following all of this crazy acts requirements yeah that's interesting i mean it it doesn't it seems like some extension off of like gina almost right genetic information i mean it's not the same thing but it's personally identifying information um, so the law itself doesn't surprise me, I guess, though. I, I mean, guess. Uh, I, I it strikes me as going a, maybe a step too far, but I don't know. That's just me. We thought it was like one crazy coal mine in West Virginia. It turns out it's like every employer in Illinois. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got for this segment. I think you've got a listener story when we come back, right? I do. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then Mark's going to regale us with a tale of workplace. Whoa, don't go anywhere. Mark, we get a lot of people who want to help us in this endeavor that we call the hostile work environment. And one of the ways that people can and do help us is by participating in our Patreon campaign. Thank you for telling me that. I did not know about it. It's, yeah, uh, surprisingly few people 
know about our Patreon campaign. <laughs> um, but 22 people currently do, and we thank each and every one of them from the bottom of our hearts. That includes me, so that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, but we don't recognize you on the air to get, to get that. Well, but no, but I mean, it's 22. I'm one of the 22. Unless you reduced it. By right. One. You're one of the 22, but you're not one of the $10 or more patrons who get their name read That's on true. the That's true. episode I'm... on some sort of irregular basis. But I do get something awesome even for my smaller contribution. That's true. Even for a measly buck a month, you get our Patreon-only content. That's right. And... Which I completely fumbled and made available to the listening public at large, as some of our patrons pointed out. But yeah, we fixed that. We fixed it. Now, I will say that we have left our first patron-only episode as not truly patron-only. I've left it available to everybody so you can hear what it is that we're doing. Right. Um, Which is like... Basically you know, a mini, the, the a mini episode. Like it's, the stuff, you know, we were like, yeah, it's not really good enough. Let's let's save it for Patreon. No. Totally kidding. Yeah, totally like, I'm like, wait, what? No. <laughs> That's what other podcasts do. They, keep, yeah. they, they give you like their outtakes... They, they, you know, when they screw up and say a swear that they didn't mean to say, then they'll put that up. We don't do that. We, we save the, the pure gold for yeah. our patrons. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, Shorter episodes, maybe 20 or 30 minutes. We cover a kind of one story, kind of like a middle segment we would typically do. Yeah. Um, it's just more of us. And uh, yeah. so far we've gotten great feedback. It's more hostile. It's more work and More worky. It's more, more, more environmental. It's more environmental. So you should totally <laughs> check it out. Listen to the freebie. If you like it, throw us a buck or 10 or 40. Yeah, all it takes is one to, yeah. get, to get access. Um, you know, and you can access that at www.patreon.com slash HWE. And if you do choose to give at the $10 or more level, you will have your name read on the podcast. And we've gotten a few new ones. Yeah, so let's let's run through them. We do this. It, it, my list is in order of when people yeah. participated, and it's growing. So we start off with... Jason Gardner. Jason Gardner, Heidi Pancake, Jordan George, Ryan Vesey, Tammy Kravitz, Liz Large, Colleen Coco, Nicole Roberts, Nate Joma, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Aaron Myers, Alyssa Hernandez, and Aaron Steinhilber. I'll participate at 10 bucks, which gets your name read. And if you're really super special, like, like Sean McGuire, who we yes. heard tell a story on the podcast last, last week, week, you can tell your story too. He's been joined at that level by Laura Van Winkle. And Laura, I sent you an email saying like, hey, we want to hear from you. It may have ended up in your spam filter because we haven't heard back. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to take a wild guess that maybe you are. Shoot us an email at stories at hwepodcast.com and we'll get you on one of our upcoming episodes. We want to we want to hear your stories. Absolutely. Of course, anybody can send a story to that email. address, And you should. And you should. And then Mark might, if it's not terrible, read it on the podcast like he's about to do with this awesome story. And it's a good one. It's a really good one. And I will say this has four-letter words and our favorite. body parts and stuff. So Uh-oh. consider yourselves warned. But this is your warning. Feces? Are we um, fecal-free? I believe we are fecal-free. We're trying free. to keep this episode... This is fecal-free. Scatless. Scatless. All right. Okay. So um, this comes from Chris in Liberty Lake, Washington, who said, 
I don't care if you use my name. Hey, so rock we don't get to Chris. do that very often. So Breaking you're awesome, Chris. So Chris says, uh, this is really difficult for me to write. No, I Which love it all. Great lead in. Okay, so one hot summer day. Yeah. Sometime within the first two years of employment with a company that I moved across the country for, I decided to take a much-needed lunch break and hopped into my fairly low-sitting car to grab a quick bite out. As I was starting through the parking lot, our CFO, a man probably in his early 60s and admittedly in very good physical shape, was starting his run. Okay. He was dressed in only his running shorts and shoes. Okay. Bare-chested. That's the implication, yes. Full Spartan. Yeah. He was sort of running in the middle of my lane, so I drove very slowly behind him. Something caught my eye. Oh, no. And I... (laughs) This is going to be a hard one to get through. I thought, what is that on the inside of his thigh? Oh, no. Then it hit me. No. (laughs) Holy shit. Those are his balls hanging out of his shorts. Oh, God. Needless to say, I was not very hungry after that. Oh, God. All right. Body parts. Body parts. And I'm totally cool with a, a gratuitous ball sighting, but I'm hoping this, like, circles back to the workplace sooner or later. Uh, we'll keep going. Because okay. it's a CFO of her company. Well, true. Okay. So I honestly... Is Chris male or female? Uh, female, as uh, as it appears from her name. I make no, okay. no assumptions. Okay. She doesn't say. But uh, uh, Christella appears to be her full name. Oh, okay. So um, I honestly wasn't sure what to do at that point, so I kept it to myself. Several months later, it happened again. This time, I decided that no matter how difficult the discussion was going to be, I had to talk to my manager. The poor guy had come up through the ranks and had been my peer until a few months prior to this. He had managed customers and projects, but never people. Imagine this six-foot-eight man sitting across from me in my office while I politely ask if he would ask our CFO to put on some additional clothing when he went out for a run. (laughs) His eyes got really big. He stared at me for a few moments, nodded his head, and left. He returned a short time later, sat back down across from me, and said, You don't mean a T-shirt, do you? Oh, no. Nope, I replied. He hung his head low and shook it back and forth. (laughs) I can't imagine the conversation my manager had with the CFO after that. No. Or if he had someone else do it for him. The next time, however, that I saw him heading out for a run, I noticed that he had on compression shorts under his running shorts. Hey, mission accomplished. I found out about a year later that I had not been the only victim of his lack of undergarments. In relaying this tale to our receptionist, who also drove a very low-sitting car, (laughs) it turns out that she had seen the same sight on multiple occasions in the past. I don't care if you use my name or location. This happened long ago. Thanks, Chris. That was great. Wow. Handled well. Handled well. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. 
that's exactly what you do. When it's, just, it's an uncomfortable situation, right? I don't, you know, I, oh, I suppose God, yeah. you could you could view that if it's if it's serial and he, and and right, he knows that. I mean, then it's a harassment kind of thing potentially. Though he's out on the road, away from work, I, you know, unless he knows somebody's going to drive by, that's a little hard to do. But it's still, it's right. It's, it's still coworker, and it's still it, yeah. Not. I mean, I would hope that if that were me I, who anybody would tell me i would hope if that were me i would still have enough sensation in my nether regions to realize <laughs> that that is that just not to get personal folks but that just strikes me as terribly painful very uncomfortable have you ever watched when when you get told that story i was thinking of the film bad grandpa bad grandpa i don't think so it's got um the guy from jackass yeah, that's... In full prosthetics, playing an old man. No, I and never it's saw kind it. of shot like Borat style. Okay, check it out. Those of you who are listening and have seen Bad Grandpa, you 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 you, you get what I'm talking about. Okay. Wow. Thanks, Mark, and thanks, Chris. That yeah, was a great that's story. That's a great story. Thank you so much. It... Man, if you have stories about people's genitalia hanging outside their shorts, send them to stories at hwepodcast.com. That's right. Or non-genitalia hanging anything. out of anything stories. Send them to stories at hwepodcast.com. Where can the people find us, Dennis? You know, the best place to find us is in your office because physically we're actually there. But if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter. Um, at HWE Podcast. That's that's where we tweet at people. We're also <laughs> yes. on Facebook. Yep. Just look for Hostile Work Environment Podcast or HWE Podcast. It'll come up. Yep. Um, I am on Tinder. Mark is on Grinder. Yep. Um, where else can they find us? <laughs> I think that more or less covers it. <laughs> um, I will say um, we have not received an iTunes review for like a month. Whoa. I mean, like three, almost three weeks for a little yeah, over three weeks now. That, so that's that's and that just doesn't make us feel a whole lot of love. No, if you, if you really, you know, don't completely hate this podcast. Leave us an iTunes review. It's actually helpful because it helps other people find the podcast. And the more people that find the podcast, the more feedback we get from listeners on how to do it better. The more listener-submitted stories we get, the more of a community we form. So leave that review because you're helping yourselves. Tell your friends and neighbors. Don't tell, like, your mom because she'll find it offensive and, you know, question your judgment. But tell other people. Um, get it out there. And, you know, because our goal is 100 weekly downloads from Wyoming. Yes. And we are currently at what? Weekly? Zero percent of that goal. I mean, if you average it out, it's like 0.03. Yeah. It's terrible. So we we need to improve that. Um, So, yeah, tell your cowboy friends. Or cowgirl friends. Yeah, that, you know, there's probably not a lot of, you know, Wi-Fi up on Brokeback Mountain. But, you know, <laughs> when they come into town, they can, you know, go to that, you know, one diner that has Wi-Fi and download, like, all All of it episodes. at once because on your long drives across a state that has very little in it, other yeah. than beautiful scenery and lots of buffalo. 
Yeah, both of those. Great, um, lovely place. We love, right. you know, we love Wyoming. Just, um, just you guys. Come on. Yeah. All right, we'll stop talking. Yeah. So much for the short episode. Yeah, it's shorter than it has been. We're under forty minutes. Wow. Everybody, hope you had a good, safe, sane Memorial Day weekend. We'll be back with you next week. Rock on. Bye. absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. <laughs>